Welcome to Discover Lafayette. This is Jan Swift. The episode we're airing today is a special rebroadcast of one we did in 2019 with Lauren Bercier, co-founder of Something Borrowed Blooms here in Lafayette. The company offers silk floral arrangements for weddings. Since our interview, Lauren, along with her co-founder and cousin, Lake and Swan, have led the company to experience incredible growth. Something Bard Blooms recently partnered with national bridal retailer, David's Bridal, to reach more customers in the wedding market. This story of two young entrepreneurs following their dream is really inspirational. I hope you enjoy it. This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. Today's podcast is being recorded in the offices of Raider Solutions. Raider creates and maintains technical strategies for businesses of all sizes across the country, as well as right here in Lafayette, functioning as their complete IT department. Raider's motto is, you just want it to work, we understand. If you're wondering if Raider can help your business, please visit RaiderSolutions.com. I'm very proud to welcome Iberia Bank as Discover Lafayette's premier sponsor. Founded in 1887, Iberia Bank is the largest bank based in Louisiana and is headquartered here in Lafayette. With 329 combined locations throughout the South, they offer the resources of a national bank with the personal touch of a community bank. Iberia Bank supports educational, cultural, and business development efforts that make a difference in the many communities they serve, including sponsoring this podcast. For more information, please visit iberiabank.com. Our guest today is Lauren Bercier, co-founder and CEO of Something Barred Blooms, a rent and return floral boutique in Upper Lafayette. <laughs> Created with her cousin and co-founder Lake and Swan in 2015, Something Barred Blooms design team creates wedding flower collections using premium silk flowers. The floral arrangements, boutonnieres, table arrangements, and other designs are rented out to brides across the U.S. and Canada on the weekend of their wedding. The concept is similar to Rent the Runway, where you can rent premium clothing for a fraction of the cost. In the case of a typical wedding, brides may spend $2,000, $3,500 and up for their flowers. With Something Barred Blooms, they can rent similar arrangements for about $500 and pocket the rest of their budget to be spent on other needs or perhaps just put it in the bank for another day. Something Barred Blooms has been chosen as Startup of the Year by Junior Achievement of Acadiana's 21st Business Hall of Fame. So it's my pleasure to welcome you to the studio, Lauren Bercier. Thank you so much, yeah. Jan. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. When I found out about your business, you know, it just reminded me of all the things that I enjoy in life. I love consignment shopping, finding a, a deal on mm -hmm. a beautiful designer outfit. I love Rent the Runway. Mm -hmm. And now something barred blooms where a young bride or any bride can get 
exactly what they want and know what's going to, you know, on their wedding day, what it's going to look like. Exactly. So, yeah. So if we can, let's go back and talk about your background. I know you're you're from here and went to UL. Would you tell us about your education and where you grew up? Sure. Um, I grew up in Luling, Louisiana. I went to Hawnville High School, um, graduated there, moved straight to Lafayette to come mm-hmm. to UL. And I uh, completed my bachelor's degree in the public relations program. I really enjoyed my time at UL and the PR program at the time was highly rated and something mm-hmm. that I, uh, you know, I felt like I got a lot from that program, particularly with Dr. Uh, Dr. Dewey. She was a really amazing professor mm-hmm. at that time. And I also was awarded the Outstanding Public Relations Senior of the oh, Year, I wow. think. <laughs> so I was, I was really excited to work in that field. It was something that I was mm-hmm. always drawn to. I, I'd done projects on it in high school. I just found PR um, interesting and also natural to me. Right. And it made a lot of sense um, from my point of view why businesses would obviously need strong PR leaders. So when I graduated, I um, moved into working and I did some work f- at first with nonprofits. I worked for the ACA for a little while. Mm-hmm. And um, then I went into the, um, the for-profit sector, but just wasn't able to find a lot of exciting PR opportunities here for me in Lafayette at that time. Um, At that point, I was in a serious relationship with my husband and was hoping to soon get engaged. And we did. And I... um, I had a change in heart. I wanted something more fulfilling and more meaningful to me at that time and decided to go back to school. So I went back and got my elementary education certification. Mm -hmm. And um, once I completed that, I got a job at the Academy of the Sacred Heart and taught third grade there for several years and loved every minute um, being on that campus. And um, Mm -hmm. from there, you know, had babies and and stayed home for a little while, but always still... um, interested in business. My husband's an entrepreneur as well. Mm-hmm. So always had my eye on different opportunities. Right. Well, I had to mention Upper Lafayette in my intro because I know you guys live we do. north. We do. We live in Karen Crow. With your children at the Academy of the Sacred Heart where you yes. taught. It's just a great place for you to have your business too. Yeah, I'm really happy. We just actually moved to our new warehouse there off of university. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to find a really great space, yeah. um, a lot of room, and um, where Close we can to that grow. Too. Exactly. So it's convenient. We have mm-hmm. FedEx access, you know, access, accessing us easily on daily, sometimes two or three times a day. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Let's talk about you and your cousin. I guess y'all both grew up in Luling then, Lake and Swan. That's right. You co-founded Something mm-hmm. Bard Blooms with your cousin. Yes. And you were saying now she's able to come on full time. Yes. So Lakin also is a graduate of UL and she finished in marketing and she uh, started by working at an internship with Caesars Entertainment Group and she stayed with Caesars for many years and grew with that company. Um, I think she was the marketing strategist for the entire Gulf South region at, at uh, the most recent time. And But the goal was eventually to grow the business enough to where she could leave that job and come mm-hmm. on full-time with something borrowed. Right. So I'm right. super happy to say that we were able to just make that happen. Well, what an emerging startup. I mean, I, I saw in one of your interviews you had done, I think with Ben Powers, where your dream was to maybe have 12 weddings mm-hmm. a month. Is that yeah. right? That's right. And where are you now? Yeah, uh, it's funny to look back on. I, I vividly remember telling a neighbor, you know, about the idea. And we had started 
the business and I was like, if we can get to 12 weddings a month, yeah. this would be, this That's would be great. Lot. This would be like, we can make something of this. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to say when I look back on that now, because we're currently doing over 300 weddings a month. Oh, 300. And wow. by the summer, we should be closer to 600 weddings a month. And by the end of the year, we should be at a thousand weddings a month. My goodness. I should yeah. have checked my numbers with you because yeah. I was saying 200. Yeah, no, we're, we're just growing really quickly. So is your warehouse going to be big enough? Funny you say that. Yeah. Um, we're in a 4,000 square foot yeah. uh, warehouse right now. We, we went from 1,000 to 4,000 thinking we were you know, walking into like all this mm-hmm. room. And we're already looking at ways to move things up in the warehouse and, yeah. and, and gain more space. Um, we do have the luxury of the warehouse itself having property around it that we could put um, like a storage container or mm-hmm. add on to the building. Right. So that's something we can do. So if you will, take us through the process um, for a bride who wants to engage your services. I saw online, it says pick, pack, pack party, yeah, back. party, pack That's back right. up. So what, what's the process if, if I was planning a wedding and I wanted to use your, your uh, floral services? Right, so the process is super streamlined and simple. It's supposed to be stress-free and we did that purposefully with the millennial bride in mind mm-hmm. who is busy and works and has several other things to do. So the bride is able to access our website and place her wedding flower order all through her mobile device if she wanted to. Just from your website? Yeah, just from mm-hmm. the website. Um, it's mobile friendly or obviously you can do it on a desktop as well, but the bride is able to simply add the items that she wants to, for, to rent for her wedding day to mm-hmm. her cart. Um, it quickly explains the process of how everything works. So she adds items to her cart. She selects her wedding date. Mm-hmm. We charge a 50% deposit at the time mm-hmm. of the rental that reserves the flowers for her wedding. And then she's done. And um, it's like Amazon. Two days before mm-hmm. the wedding, the flowers show up at her front door. Obviously, she's alerted along the way with tracking updates. Um, and they come in a box that is, um, we have these custom foam inserts. So mm-hmm. all the pieces sit nice and neatly inside of them. And it comes with a prepaid return label. So at, after the wedding day, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just return the flowers to that original box and then put that prepaid return label on top and drop it off at FedEx right. and you're done. So it's really simple. Can people that live in this area, can they drop in on you? Uh, at your at your business? Yeah, that's totally fine. We usually ask that they let us know before mm-hmm. just so we can be prepared. But yeah, we do have a warehouse and we have um we have someone there staffed Monday through Friday, 8:30 to 5:30. Okay. And um we so we do take appointments mm-hmm. and we also allow local brides to pick up and drop off their their items rather than having to pay for shipping. And you probably prefer that too, right? Oh yeah, it you makes know, it easier for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. right. It, do you you know I'm just thinking if you've got a run on everybody wants white roses or something. Does that happen where you have to go out and replenish cuz do you have like trends that you've seen already just in the last couple of years? Yeah, definitely. We have collections that are more popular mm-hmm. than others. Our Olivia collection, which is a really natural, organic look. Mm -hmm. It's a really soft and muted color palette with a lot of greenery has been really popular, probably three times more popular than the other collections that we've offered in the past Mm -hmm. few years. Um, And so the nice thing though about the the way our business is set up is that when people are placing orders, they're usually not placing an order, you know, for the next two weeks, you know, they're placing orders for three, six, nine, even over a year in advance. Mm -hmm. So when we receive the orders, we're able to prepare to be able to fulfill and produce the items that are needed in the future. We mm-hmm. have a good heads up right. of what we'll need to do in order to accommodate and fulfill right. all those orders. So do you and um, 
and Lakin, or do you have to keep up? I guess you keep up with overall wedding trends, the, mm-hmm. the colors that the bridesmaids, you know, the looks oh, yes. that the brides want. Um, yeah. Talk about that. Like, what what are the current trends in 2019? 2019, we saw a lot of really mauve. You did? Yes. Hmm. And... Um, like Dusty Rose mm-hmm. is really popular right now. We go to Bridal Fashion Week every year in mm-hmm. October, and we usually uh, present in some sort of way our products, our, our new products. And we also walk around and get a really mm-hmm. good feel of what everyone else is doing. And um, it kind of gives us a, a sneak peek as to what to expect for the next mm-hmm. coming year. But yeah, really um, like muted, dusty, Mm-hmm. Mauve tones Soft. were uh-huh. really, really um, popular right now. So we our na- our latest collection is our Taylor collection, and it has a really beautiful antique beige peony oh, in nice. it. And so we we definitely keep up with those trends and try to incorporate mm-hmm. them into our designs. Right. I love this idea. Um, I was sharing with you before the podcast. You know, if you don't have a lot of money to be able to rent. And get an exquisite look, but not break the bank. It's, yes. it's so nice. When I got married, it's it's been 30 years now. I just celebrated <laughs> my 30th anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. I borrowed my best friend's dress. I had it altered. You know, I did get uh, fresh white roses. And I was concerned about what they look like I had dreamed. And mm-hmm. with this... You know, you're not only um, using your resources wisely, but you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. And uh, I, just, I just love this concept. Thank you. you know. Yeah, that was something that was really important to me mm-hmm. as well. And I realized early on that that was um, something that we offered that was mm-hmm. special and different and an advantage to brides rather than using a traditional florist. It actually was what happened to me with my own wedding flowers. Met with a florist, showed her my inspiration pictures, assumed we were on the same page. A few months go by, she shows up on my wedding day with a box of flowers that I was less than excited about. But by that time, I'd spent the thousands of dollars. And I have to say, I had buyer's remorse. You know, I I was disappointed that I'd spent so much money on... um, a product that I wasn't thrilled about. So I thought that... For the day. Right. And mm-hmm. we were able to... So now we're able to offer brides um, the opportunity to see exactly what their items will look like walking down the aisle. They can see other real brides from all mm-hmm. over the country using those same products that so they know exactly what they'll look like. Um, they can see people who use a similar bridesmaid's dress color that they're planning on using and how yeah. it looks together. So they like it. Yeah, and yeah. we also offer samples as well. So you're welcome to order a sample. We'll ship you an item. You can see it in person, get your hands mm-hmm. on it, just to make sure you're really comfortable and confident in what you're going to be receiving for mm-hmm. your wedding day. Do people use your services for their pictures that are taken ahead yes. of time? Yes, they, they do. from you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's talk about where you're offering your services because I know you were saying you've, you've like exponentially just... You're tripling the yes. business you expected. Mm-hmm. But you're not just in the United States. You're in Canada also, right? That's uh, right. We started shipping to Canada um, about, I guess, the summer of mm-hmm. last year. And that's been really great. We're shipping Canadian weddings several a week right now. Uh, we had a lot of interest in Canada when we first started. Uh, we also had a lot of interest in the UK and Australia. But we've since turned off our advertising in those areas just mm-hmm. because we, we're not currently set up to ship there quite yet. But it is something right. that we hope to be able to expand even further than just mm-hmm. the U.S. and Canada. But right now, it's it's really great that we're able to reach, you know, oh, yeah. a large right. 
amount of rides. So if they're in North America, yes. I mean, that yes. the shipping is similar if it goes to Canada or Maine. I mean, it's not that The different. shipping fee is more expensive to go to Canada. There is more mm-hmm. uh, a higher expense, but it's not so much that it makes it... takes it, you out of the market. Right. Yeah. yeah. Brides still find value in it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of Canadians' brides have a hard time finding florists, um, especially to, to have flowers oh. available all year round and the types of flowers they're looking for, depending mm-hmm. on what region they live in. So because of that, you know, they right. find a greater value. Yeah, they'll pay more for shipping, but they're getting products that they want and still at a good price. And mm-hmm. the flowers are always in bloom. Right. So. Always fresh. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your marketing. So that's interesting because you probably would have a big market in Europe. Mm-hmm. But uh, are, are you going to franchise this? No. I don't see a need to franchise mm-hmm. it just because we're able to reach all of the consumers on your currently. Own. Yeah, uh-huh. there, there's no real need to franchise. Um, I would just focus on expanding mm-hmm. our own, you know, ab- ability to, to reach right. a wider market rather than franchising to other. Right. Mm-mm. So for the people that you reach, I do want to send people to your website, somethingborrowedblooms.com, if I have that right. Yes. It's visually lovely. Thank you. And you can scroll through and, as you said, see the different selections, different brides, bridal parties. But your marketing, well, I should say public relations and image consulting background, Mm -hmm. plus Lakin's um, marketing – you guys have what it took for today's market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of us struggle with the, um, we, we had a more traditional approach mm-hmm. and things have just cracked open. Yeah. Where if you don't get with it, you're left in the dust. Right. You know, do you feel that you were particularly suited for this when you began just a couple of three years ago? I do. I think that we had definitely advantages of knowing um, you know, we we had both recently gotten married. We knew what the trends mm-hmm. were. We knew what millennials were looking for. But we we did have to teach ourselves along the way. Like uh, what? What what was it that you? Weren't? I mean, just advertising on social mm-hmm. media. There's so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, is there? <laughs> yeah, just really fine tuning our audiences, our messaging. Mm-hmm. We were both um, really particular about the imagery that we produce, and we really both have an eye for style, and we always like to uphold a certain look mm-hmm. to be sure that we're. Um, not only just presenting our customers with something really beautiful, but not to not to be swayed by maybe what people are asking for. We're, we want to make sure that we maintain a level of quality and yeah. design that we... That, that represents we, you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So if someone sends you a picture, like, this is my dream bouquet, and you're, you think, oh, boy, that is not... You know, without being critical, that is not what we offer. Yes, has that come up? It has. Uh-huh. It has. And typically what we do, what we'll say is that, um, well, I don't know what that would be. Like, would it be red, white, and blue or something? I mean, I don't I know mean, what it would be. we've had like a request for like lime green and black flowers. Oh, boy. <laughs> like yeah. it was just really off the wall. And you'd so, have to buy it and then nobody else would yeah, use it. Yeah. So yeah. when we create collections, we usually only introduce two new collections a year or one every nine months. And we, um, when we introduce a collection, we, we make sure that it's something that we feel mm-hmm. like a wide variety of brides would, mm-hmm. um, you know, appeal to it would appeal right. to so in those cases we'll just have to say you know i'm sorry we don't have what you're looking for mm-hmm. maybe some other time yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for the inspiration yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll get back with you yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. 
<laughs> There's just so many things. I just feel that, you know, the way this has taken off so quickly, Lauren, and your your astute marketing skills, I mean, I can see this continuing to really, you know, hit. Mm-hmm. Do you do y'all post every day on social media? Do you post I'm sure they're all high quality photos, but are you more on Instagram or do you use all social media? We do Instagram. We have Facebook, Pinterest, mm-hmm. um, and Pinterest, we all. Yeah. Yep, we do. We've just started really kind of taking more active approach on Pinterest. But yeah, we post um, at least every weekday, mm-hmm. usually on the weekends, once or twice. Um, we also recently started an exclusive Facebook group, a private Facebook group, which has been really exciting and fun to see because it's a place where brides who are planning their wedding, either if they've had a confirmed order with us or if they're mm-hmm. considering something Bard Blooms, they can request to be part of that group. And so we'll approve them. And it's a way for them to collaborate amongst each other. That's so nice. So so we'll have brides post, you know, their inspiration boards of like the pictures of their bridesmaids dress mm-hmm. and like three different bouquet options to like help me pick, you know, right. and like brides all over the country who don't know each other but are connecting over our Facebook yeah. group are re- really creating this really unique and fun community. Yeah. It's been really, really neat to see how supportive they are of one another. And, you know, we'll so have, it really too. is. And th- and they'll say things like, you know, it's really so cool to think that like the flowers I'll be carrying down the aisle, some oh. some of you other ladies will be carrying on your special yeah. day as well. So yeah. that's and in the really past, interesting. We just, we just had magazines and family and friends. Yeah. But I mean, to have different people and say, oh, I did this. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't have. Yeah. And have that support group. Yeah. You know? yep. That's exciting. Yeah, it is really neat. Yeah. So um, any advice that you might have for n- not competitors, you know, of course, but <laughs> similarly situated young entrepreneurs, things that you've either learned or wish you had known? Yeah, I do. I'd say the number one thing is to Find something that is really your differentiator. And I say that emphatically, like something that really differentiates mm-hmm. you. I think it propels you or it allows you to, to grow your business at a much quicker pace than if you were trying to start a business that, you know, may have done, been done in yeah. a similar way many times over. Um, it was very intimidating at first to introduce this concept because we literally, you know, came up with the concept, introduced the market, had to mm-hmm. create this subcategory, really. And at first, it was intimidating, even just to tell friends and family about the idea, just to see what their reaction would be. Not so sure that everyone would react in a positive way, mm-hmm. which they always don't, but that's okay. Um, so my, my suggestion and my advice would be to find something that is truly unique and different and that you can um, prove the concept behind so you can grow it and mm-hmm. get people to follow right. along and right. understand and support your idea. Yeah. I've seen uh, locally, there's been some contests. And uh, when I spoke at the Academy last week, I think the girls there had come in third place. Mm-hmm. But Drew, Drew Brees Foundation and Junior Achievement and others are encouraging young people to just trust their own instincts. Yes. And uh, th- that might be what it was called. Trust your crazy idea. Trust your crazy idea. Yeah. Thank you. And I saw that some of the kids had, not your idea, but similar about bringing services to people, whether it was makeup or mm-hmm. fashion, I love, yeah. you know, or that you uh, could help people get ready easily. Yeah. But everything is changing so quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking 10 years from now, when yeah. you look back, you're probably going to have a totally different I know. model. You're going to have to, to I know. keep up. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, we've, we're in the studio with um, Raider Solutions' own Jason Sikora, 
And I know, Jason, I don't know if you've chose flowers, you know, like in the past, <laughs> if you've had any experiences, but do <laughs> you have the, any questions? <laughs> probably tons about flowers, but we won't get into that on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just get two roses about once a month for my wife. That's to put up. very and, nice. And it's always though. just a, a different color. Yeah. I don't, not both the same color, and it's always two. So that, that's my thing. Yeah. Um, so going back to the beginning of the podcast, you were happened to be a teacher at Sacred Heart at the same time that my wife was. That's right. Um, so I know her motivation for becoming a teacher. What was your motivation? My motivation at that time was, I think, honestly, I was, I was wallowing in a job that meant nothing to me. And I was really wanting to find something that would make me feel passionate and make me feel like I was making a true difference and mm-hmm. a good stamp on the world. So my first reaction was, I want to teach. And to be Again, to be completely honest, teaching gave me that satisfaction and gave me that fulfillment. I felt good mm-hmm. every day about what I was doing and the kids I was with. Um, so that was really my initial motivation behind wanting to be a teacher. Gotcha. That, that makes total sense. Um, so you, you had mentioned FedEx. When you got into this, was it your plan to serve the entire United States or were you just thinking regionally and locally? No. When we started, I quickly understood and, and saw the potential and and it was the the goal was to serve the entire US. We weren't thinking outside of the US at that time, but no, I was very clear and uh, set on if we were going to do this, I wanted to make it mm-hmm. grow and I wanted to make it substantial. Um, I didn't want to just have something to do in my spare time. I wanted it to be something big. Go big or go home. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk a bit about uh, also kind of your the core idea from from the business. I think you kind of got into that just a little bit, but where did this little sprout of an idea come from? So we were literally brainstorming business ideas. Um, at that time, it was super pop, super popular to sell kids clothes on mm-hmm. Facebook. That wasn't something we talked about, which brings me back to the point of like, don't do something everyone else is doing because it was quickly going to be done, you know? Mm -hmm. So we got over that idea really fast. We didn't even do anything with that. But we, I was really fascinated with Rent the Runway. Mm -hmm. At that time, I was, I used it a few times and I thought it was so It works well. Awesome how I could rent this designer dress that would normally cost me $1,200 if I wanted to go purchase it, wear it for the weekend take the pictures in it, have the memories, you know, spend, you know, right. $150, 200 and, and send it back. It yeah. And we just really, we kept going back to that idea. And then we, we started looking at other markets you could mm-hmm. apply the same concept to. And we saw some major indicators of why we thought this would work well. Um, a, the millennial share trend with millennials just being yeah. more willing to share items like with Rent the Runway or VRBO where you share your house or Uber mm-hmm. where you share your car. They're more willing to share items rather than just consume and dispose of things that they're not going to keep anyway. And I think that really um, speaks to them and something that they're looking for. And we knew that brides or couples really were getting married a little bit later and more likely to pay for their wedding themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've actually seen the overall wedding budgets decline Mm -hmm. in cost by a few percentage points here and there over the past few years just because people are more aware of how they're spending their money. And um, we thought if we could 
um, you know, offer something that would allow them to allocate that wedding budget differently by saving them thousands of dollars, that it would it would be something people were really looking yeah. for. Gotcha. Now, do you guys you guys just don't focus on weddings, do you? Or, or is that your your main? It's our main bread and butter yeah, weddings. Yeah. yeah. Um, now we do other events. We've done um, like bridal showers or baby showers. We've actually done corporate events. Microsoft uh, rented oh, wow. a ton of centerpieces one time for a uh, luncheon <laughs> yeah. they had in Manhattan. Nice. We've done events with the Hilton in Washington D.C. Um, so we do other events like that, and we also just got into um, more decor items. As as well so like brass candlesticks and led candles and things like that so i do think that we have opportunity to get into other um events besides just weddings but that really is our main our main focus gotcha so if raider solutions has a corporate event we need flowers we can call you guys exactly of course we've done some um you know uh non-profit work as well so mm-hmm. that's been really great Got so you yeah. set the mood for the whole event when yeah. you do that, when you're running the other pieces. Mm-hmm. To, that's that's really great. Do, do you see yeah. growing this into like a bigger like uh, event company or are you going to kind of stick with just the, the decor part of it? I think the decor part of it is where we're focused right now. Not so much event as far as other rental items. Like, like tables and tablecloths yeah, and things no, like that. No, just because like tables obviously would be really expensive to ship across the US. Mm, that'd be um, more local, I suppose. Right. So we're really trying to stay focused on a national and international level. Um, so decor is where we're, our main focus is right now. Gotcha. Um, and then finally, so your, your background was public relations, right? Yes. But now you've had to learn about flower types, mm-hmm. packaging, mm-hmm. how to run a warehouse. What, what are some things that you ran into that you didn't think that you were going to have to address by, by starting a business like this? Oh, my gosh. There's so many things still. <laughs> like on the daily, it's like, oh, wait, how do we do this? But we figure it out. Um, we, when we first started, one of the first hurdles we had to figure out was packaging and mm-hmm. how we were going to put our we couldn't just throw the flowers in a box and send them out to FedEx and hope for the best so initially I just had the idea of of coming up with um, some kind of insert that would help keep our flowers nice and neatly intact and so I met with uh, it's actually my cousin who Lane bro who owns CNG containers mm-hmm. and we went and we made prototypes of different packaging inserts that have like holes inside of them so the bouquets will sit inside of these holes so we can fit at least nine bridal bouquet, bride or bridesmaids bouquets in a box with boutonnieres around it really to optimize the shipping so we can fit as many products as we can in one box but also to ensure that the item when they arrive mm-hmm. are nice and neat and intact. The, I mean, we obviously wouldn't want to send anything that would look disheveled right. or a mess. We want the whole experience to be really, really streamlined and exciting. So um, they sit inside this foam insert. When the bride opens it, we have a really beautiful floral scented paper that sits on top. So it smells like flowers when she gets the box. Mm-hmm. So those details and logistics of just packaging um, were really important and something that I had to figure out right away. That's, gotcha. that's interesting. And then when they're repacking, then it's easier for them to keep them exactly. in good shape so that you don't have to replace flowers quickly because right. they get smushed yeah. or you know, torn We up. really invest in um, reusable packaging inserts. I was inserts wondering about that. Rather, not the boxes? Uh, not the boxes, but mm-hmm. the packaging inserts. So that's mm-hmm. everything from our large ones for our large wedding boxes. We have smaller ones. We have different types of inserts mm-hmm. that we use for packaging. And the reason why we invest and spend more money there and reuse them is because we found that when we would use disposable or like 
like bubble wrap or things that are a little yeah. less, you know, environmentally. Um, yeah, that the the con- the consumer would be more likely just to take it off and throw it away mm-hmm. rather than like put it back on right. when they ship it back to us. So we try to figure out packaging um, solutions that the bride knows it, it stays in the box and they just mm-hmm. reuse it to send them back to us. Right. No, it, it's fascinating, especially something like this where you're doing packaging and shipping because, yeah, you have this great idea, but now you have to learn how to run a warehouse and get mm-hmm. a warehouse yeah. manager and keep the mm-hmm. warehouse clean and mm-hmm. then get the, the products organized and inventory. Like, yeah. it, it's I can imagine it's a ton of work. It really is. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, we're really lucky that we have an awesome team right now. I think we have 13 people on staff right That's now. Great. We have an amazing production designer, lead designer, Sophie, and the production team that she works with. They mm-hmm. are just all so talented in the work that they produce and the flowers that they, you know, um, refresh or uh, design every day. And then our fulfillment team. So, yeah, we have a lot of people who um, help make our business run. Without them, we would, it would be. Well, I, I, I guess it's good to end on that note that it's not just about the idea. It's about having a team around mm-hmm. you that works really well together to, yeah. to deliver a, a great product. Definitely. Right. Yeah, I'm picturing you, um, Lauren, I don't know at the beginning, but if you got busy, I'm not going to say what Grace and Frankie shipped, but you know, I, I watched that show recently, and it can be tough, I'm sure, to meet deadlines. Mm-hmm. So before you had a team of 13, mm-hmm. it was you. It was. And at the time, I started <laughs> upstairs at my house, actually, like in our... <laughs> "Quote unquote man cave," you know yeah. that oh, yeah, at yeah. one point was just full the of flowers. And yeah. flowers. Yeah. So yeah, there were moments of like, and there still are sometimes mm-hmm. of just like completely being overwhelmed and May panicked and yeah. But um, I've never. It's like I've never considered stopping. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I'm always looking forward and and right. m- keep moving in the. Yeah, forward momentum right. is, is my motto. So, Awesome. Well, Lauren, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. And Jen, thank you for letting me ask some questions. Oh, it's, thank you. Uh, thank you, Bo. We're going to talk about social media after the podcast because right. I have some questions. Okay. Right. <laughs> so Lauren Bercier, I want to thank you for joining us today, co-founder and CEO of Something Borrowed Blooms that she co-owns with Lakin Swan, her cousin. And uh, it just sounds like things are going well. So anyone listening, if you have some young women or any age woman who's looking at a, a wedding in particular, please go to somethingborrowedblooms.com. And also, on another note for websites or social media, if you'd like to know more about this podcast and all of our podcasts, you can visit discoverlafayette.net. Please listen and subscribe. You can uh, subscribe online or you can do it through your, your phone on a mobile app for any podcast uh, app that you have on your phone. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, I want to thank Iberia Bank and Raider Solutions. This is Jan Swift. Mm-hmm.